You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And be sure to check out You Can Argue at Sports.com, where you can check out the final Texans mock draft on our website. And as always, please remember, this is Cody Davis, along with my best friend, John, some sports guy Hickman here, and today is the big day, the day that, well, not necessarily for the Texans, but just the NFL big day to really kick off what can happen for the next year, and that is the 2020 NFL draft that will be done virtually for the first time in NFL history. Uh, the As we know, the Texans will not be picking in today's draft because they only they are only knocking out the first round. But come day two, the Texans will be at number 40. And so we will have a chance to see who will slip out, who will not make the first round cut. I don't think there's ever been a year where the NFL draft goes um, as predicted as possible. So we'll see who, who slips out. That's one thing we'll talk about tomorrow and who will be available for the Texans around that 40th pick. I mean, the NFL draft this year, uh, it has a lot of depth and a lot of positions. Uh, we know how deep the wide receiver core is, position is this year, rather. We know how deep the edge rusher position is. We know how deep the running back position is every year. So they're in inside defensive linemen. There's a lot of players that the Texans can use. But first, we would have to see who will be left on the board by the time they pick. And by the way, guys, if you're like me, you're probably starting to think about what to eat for dinner while you're eating your lunch, or while you're at work dealing with who who knows. And you love food. I love food. That's why I love using Postmate. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created a non-contact delivery. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. Again, that's code locked on NFL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmate app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. That's kind of like Janet Jackson, right? Anytime, any place. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, we're going to talk about the draft. The 2020 NFL draft 
it's going to be one of the most exciting draft classes that we've seen in a very, very long time. I mean, you take a look at the top two picks. You're talking about Joe Burrow, Chase Young. Both of those guys, probably as soon as they step on the football field, they are going to be a franchise changer from day one. But, John, unfortunately, the Texans, they are not going to be in the mix of of the – they're not going to be in the mix of the excitement of the draft. You know, they don't have a first-round draft pick. Their their first pick is going to be in the second round at 40th. But let's just have a little fun. Let's just say the Texans – are still searching for that franchise quarterback. And you are the Houston Texans. You are Bill (laughs) O'Brien. Pretty big difference from Bill (laughs) O'Brien. But you are Bill O'Brien. You are sitting at number five. And the biggest debate heading into the 2020 NFL draft is, should you go with Tua, who is the better player than Justin Herbert, but he's coming off a catastrophic Hip injury, like a hip injury. I don't know if I would take that risk, but then you got a guy like Justin Herbert, who he is a solid first rounder, but he's not the level of Tua, and he's definitely not Joe Burrow. If you was in that situation as the Texans general manager, what would you do? You know, I think it'll come down to the offense that you are going to run. Now, obviously, we are talking about here Houston, um, and we've had, well, we've heard the rumblings of what, you know, Tua is going through with physicals and, you know, if he's actually 100% like, you know, his camp may claim or what they the doctors released in a statement a couple months back. You know, there's, there's a lot of back and forth. But I think anything... You well any any time you draft, especially in the first you know three rounds, but specifically when you draft in the first round, everything is a gamble. And with that being said, I think the gamble of risking whether or not Tua is you know healthy to go. Because if you risk that, right, if you, if you take that risk and you draft to a, then you're saying we are literally looking at everything he's done since he has come up, since he his name has came up, right? Since he was switched out, since him and Jalen Hurst switched out at halftime and he won a national championship game. And I think if he comes out and he's healthy and he is the player we expected him to be, from that moment, and you pass on him for a player that isn't that, then you you live with that for the rest of your career as a GM, right? I mean, I, I think that's pretty fair. Everything is a gamble. Now you have to analyze which gamble are you really ready to book first. Two of really being the man compared to him not being a man, or Justin Herbert being the man compared to him not being a man. And I would go with Tua. Hmm. I like Herbert. I like his hype. Uh, that's one thing I like about Herbert that I don't like about Tua. However, one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen the game in this game is Drew Brees. Another great quarterback who I think is the second best quarterback in the NFL right now, Russell Wilson. 
they're both under six feet. I, I believe if you have a guy who knows the offense, who knows how to pass the ball, Tua is a very great passer. Now, granted, he did play at Alabama, and then last year you had Jerry Judy, Ruggs. I mean, you had you had weapons everywhere, but Tua knows how to pass the ball with precision. And I I I just I I love that about him. I love that aspect about his game. I think you have to go with Tua. Not you have to. If I'm a general manager, I say, well, I'm going with Tua simply because everything is a gamble. Outside of Chase Young, who is still a gamble. Outside of Joe Burrow, who is still a gamble. All of these guys are gambles. Because you can step into the NFL and one day, just God forbid, you break your tibia. You're never the same, right? Uh, we saw the Redskins with RG3 in a little bit of a different sense. He went out there, one rookie of the year, after winning the Heisman, took his team to the playoffs, and the gamble was moving forward. He could come back now after that torn ACL, and he'll still be able to do that. They gambled, and they failed. And luckily they had Kirk Cousins who was able to bring him to the playoffs in a down year for the NFC East. Never mind, I'm getting way off track, but if I'm gambling, I'm going with Tua. First and foremost, um, you need to put a little bit more respect on Drew Brees' name. You call him Goat Brees. Don't oh just gosh. say Drew Brees. You put a little Don't bit more us. respect Don't get us on that man lane. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I, I see where you're coming from. But if I'm a GM, let's say the Texans GM, and I was in a position where I'm searching for a franchise quarterback, I don't know if I would take that risk on Tua because the injury that he suffered, that is the type of injury that can just derail somebody's career. It's an hip injury. First and foremost, I will have questions to, will he still be able to be the same mobile quarterback that we saw in Alabama? And we're starting to see the value of a mobile quarterback. It's at an all-time high right now. Absolutely. I'm not too sure with him coming off this hip injury. I'm not too sure if we if, if we still going to see that same explosive, that same mobility that we saw in Alabama. And not only that, you don't know how long his his recovery time is going to be. Now, granted, he's going to be entering a situation where he's going to have, of course, better better medical staff, better. But if I'm looking for a, a, a quarterback to come in and change my franchise right away, I'm going with Justin Herbert because Herbert doesn't have an injury like that. And then I also, which, which I don't want this to happen to Tua, I don't want to see Tua go into a situation where the team is rushing him to get on the field. And then next thing you know, you look up two, three years from now, he he's the, he's the 2.0 version of RG3 because – Although they don't want to say it, that's basically what happened in Washington with RG3. He had his knee injury. They kept, they basically rushed him back out on the field, and he wasn't ready. To me, I feel Tua will be in a will be placed in a better situation if he gets picked up by the Chargers because they have already said they are committed to Tyrod Taylor, and that allows Tua at least one season to – not only get himself back in football shape, but 
it also gives him the opportunity to learn the game of, of, of NFL football. And you know Miami needs someone to come in right away and, and just change the quarterback situation for their franchise. Tua is the better player. But even when healthy, I personally don't believe that it's that much of a difference. But if I'm a franchise looking for a guy to come in right away from day one, I'm taking Justin Herbert. There's no knock against Tua. That hip injury, that is a pretty serious injury. And that can take the mo- the, the mobility out of his game. We don't know how he's going to come back. I don't even think that he even participated in any kind of um, draft combines, if I'm not mistaken. So there's still a lot of questions surrounding Tua. I'm, I, to be honest, John, I'm kind of surprised that he's still going in the top 10 in this draft. If if I I want to see Tua go in a situation where I know this is not going to happen, but if I'm a team like the Saints or let's say Tampa Bay to a certain extent, and I have a Hall of Fame quarterback who you know three years from now, Breeze and Brady, neither one of those guys are going to be on the field. You bring in a guy like Tua, not only can you help to get him healthy, but he can actually take more time to learn the game. And that's no disrespect to Tua, but I just don't want to see him be put in a situation where a team rushing back out on the field versus a team that will take their time and just let him get healthy and also develop his skill set. Yeah, which is why I mentioned, you know, it really depends on the situation and where he goes to. Uh, I would like for him to go to San Diego. He can sit a year behind Tyrod. There's literally no rush. We know Tyrod is not your future. We (laughs) know that you need that quarterback for the future. Tyrod is a great bridge quarterback. You already have a very good offensive line, a very good defense. Well, I said decent offensive line, very good defense. Plug to an end when he's ready outside of Miami. Who needs that guy now, right? Uh, But I'll tell you what, though, to kind of switch the subject a little bit. If I was the Texans picking – you know, early in those first five picks, I'm going with Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. First five picks as anywhere in the top five? Yes. That could be one or two? I'm going with Isaiah Clemson. That will be my pick. You will go with Isaiah Clemson. With, with the team we have now? I would go with Isaiah Simmons. I think that guy's an absolute stud. You wouldn't pick Chase Young? Knowing how well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't is. say. Well, I'm sorry. I, I I said that in regards to not having the first overall pick. So I I apologize. If we oh, had okay, the first okay. overall pick, then yes, I would go with absolutely Chase Young. But <laughs> then we, I mean, we do not because you know we know the Bengals are getting number one. They're getting Joe Burrow. The Redskins presumably would draft. Chase Young at number two. I think there there may be some room for a draft day trade. Uh, But outside of that, I would go with Isaiah Simmons. Hmm. I personally, let's just play a little devil advocate for for fun. Texans never traded their first round pick, and they're still sitting at 26. Who do who would you wish the Texans could go after? Now I have my my eye set on a guy. I'm hoping that he falls into the second round. There's a slim slim possibility that this can happen. So if the Texans were at 26, 
who would you pick? And I'm going to let you know who I will pick. And I'm hoping that this guy actually falls to the second round in order for the Texans can still possibly pick him up. Um, at 26, you know, I would probably go with your tour gross Matos out of Penn State. I, I think as a, as a defensive end, uh, edge rusher. Yeah, I think that guy's a stud, and I think he can come in day one. Not He wouldn't have to be a guy, a grooming prospect, so to say. I think he can come in day one and actually, you know, be what the Texans need, and that is a somebody that can go out and rush the pass. Also, uh, Cullivan Chasson, the edge rusher out of LSU. I also would like to see him. I mean, I think he's also a stud at getting after the quarterback. I think they can both come in day one and affect what the Texans are are trying to do and what they need getting after the passer. This is going to be a stretch, but if I still had that first-round pick and this is the guy I have my eyes set on that I'm hoping fall into the second round, Patrick Queen, linebacker, out of LSU. John, do you think there's any hope that he falls in the second round? Especially if he's still there at number 40. We've seen crazy stuff happen in the draft. That's what I was going to say. Is he going to be there for the second round? Uh, But he's going to be there for 40. I don't see it happen. There's a slim possibility because there's not too many teams outside of Baltimore because he's projected to go to Baltimore. Outside of Baltimore, there's not too many teams who are going to be focusing on drafting a guy like Queens. That's why I say there's a small possibility that he might still be there. Now, of course, if he's there at 40, I'm praying that the Texans get him. But it's a slim opportunity. Only, Like I said, only due to the fact there's not too many teams that's actually focusing on getting an edge. So you never know. Wishful thinking, right? <laughs> we still, but hey, with the with the twenty sixth pick in the twenty twenty draft, the Houston Texans select Laramie Tunsil, who hopefully we can get that deal done <laughs> soon, so we can have him for the next you know five or so years in his career off as a Texan, protecting presumably Deshaun Watson. We just actually had an argument about who is going to be the best player five years from now when you, t- when you reflect on the 2020 NFL draft. I think it's Joe Burrow. John, I'm going to let you make your selection, in, in, and then we're going to let the listeners decide. Yeah, I think it's Isaiah Simmons. I, I think one thing I'm seeing now in the NFL and in the NBA, uh, but I'm seeing – coaching staffs and organizations do a much better job with using the talent that the player has instead of forcing them into a box. Uh, And I say that because, you know, we've seen players come through the NFL and have, have dynamic talent, but it just seems like, you know, the NFL, the coaching staff, we're just stuck in a an era of football where it was do this, and if you can't do this, you're not any good at this level. When the reality of it is, 
you know, it's time to change, everything changed. And so what Isaiah Simmons reminds me of is a, the way he can cover is like a safety. How fast he is, you know, just the way he gets out of there is very fast and he's a linebacker. He's able to cover very good. Uh, so much so I feel like if he was a safety in the NFL, he would not be able to do it. But since he is a linebacker, he would be amazing at it. He can, he's a sure tackler. Uh, he can get after the quarterback whenever you need to send him on a blitz. I mean, his IQ is out of this world. And he's just a guy that I would have seen that I know like a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I don't know if the, if he would have worked out in the NFL because maybe he would have not been in the best position to succeed, whatever. But I think Isaiah Simmons is a talent at linebacker that, you know, when it's all said and done in the last 20 years, we could say, well, this guy was, you know, of the likes of Bobby Wagner, Patrick Willis, um, Luke Keekley, Ray Lewis, you know, those type of linebackers where we just say, wow, he really came in and from day one was tremendous, can lead a defense to glory. I think that's the type of player he is. There's a guy by the name of Joe Burrow. You ever heard of him before? I've heard of him. I, I just oh, wanted I've, to make sure. Well, I've heard of old Joe. I, I just wanted to make sure. Quarterback, Um, now correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he played for LSU. This team went undefeated. Won the national championship title. He's also a guy who recorded a college football record 60 touchdowns in a season. Um, he also threw for 5,670 yards. Oh man, I don't I don't know if you ever heard of him. I his upside is very high. Not only is he a good quarterback in the pocket, he's actually a pretty solid, what surprised me, he's actually a pretty solid mobile quarterback as well. And John, we just talked about this in the last segment that the mobile quarterback is at that is at an all-time high. And I mean, we actually have one right here in Houston by the name of Deshaun Watson. And I just don't know how you can pick any other guy when you take a look at who has the highest ceiling who is going to be the best player in the draft I, I just don't know how you pick anyone over Joe Burrow maybe Chase Young but I mean I, I don't I don't get it well I'll say this he is still going to Cincinnati and I just what that supposed to mean I don't I don't I gotta say when it comes to quarterbacks that plays in the south that end up going to the north i just i have to see it before i can invest all the stock in and i like joe burrow i think he's going to be a good quarterback but i also know that he played with a very dynamic receiving core that really helped him out last year and um everything kind of just went lsu's way when he goes to cincinnati there will be so much adversity and he's from the south he's a quarterback that will let me say this. He is a quarterback that thrived in a system in the South in LSU. Now he'll be going up to Cincinnati where it gets cold early, early and often. And so with this adversity, with the you know the, how the AJ Green situation is going to turn out, you're not going to have those weapons in the NFL compared to the weapons you had at the collegiate level. The offensive line stinks. We will see how it turns <laughs> out for Joe Burrow. He's you know who I, wonder, who I wish we, we could draft? 
Oh my gosh. Well, hey guys, the draft is today. We just wanted to have some fun today. Uh, everything leading up to the draft, I mean, we kind of got a lot of it out. Now it's time to let the concrete work begin, and then we can start analyzing the draft afterwards. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. As always, follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two eyes at the end, where I am not going outside today, tomorrow, and I don't give a damn what the city of Houston say. I'm not going out for a while until I know this is for sure over, Cody. If you are going outside, please remember in Harris County, please put on a face mask. Why? Because you will get fined starting on Monday. The city of Houston has passed a law saying if you get caught in public without a mask, you will be fined $1,000, which means your Corona check will be spent on a <laughs> Corona fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, so we please. can see how NFL and NBA players feel now. <laughs> So please do not get caught. And if you do, please take a picture and send it to me. I'm not going to pay the fine. I'm going to just laugh at you and be like, hey, well, I told you. I told you on Locked On Texans. And make sure you send that picture to me at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. There is no live sports, but hey, WNBA draft. NFL draft, and of course, the Michael Jordan documentary. Hey, let's just all sit around and say kumbaya and just just enjoy some sense of normalcy, even if it is for a couple of hours. Hey, until next time, Houston. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.